Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Smoking Robot Heron. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm Jeff Gearshift Kowalski. I'm Louisa Vandegraaff Generator Heron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty good. I like that Matt said he was worried that if he didn't say one that had steam in it, that Jeff's reaction would just be what? <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh, Christ. Um, I... I talked a couple weeks ago about watching Defunct Land, the YouTube channel, and I just got caught up on it. And in one of the most recent ones, they had a clip of a video from the 1930-whatever World's Fair in Chicago, mm-hmm. where they unveiled a voice-controlled robot that smokes cigarettes. That's <laughs> <laughs> the rules. most fucking retro-futurism shit I've ever seen in my life. That seems like a joke from Futurama. <laughs> It's so good. Oh, wait, it is. Bender is a robot that smokes cigarettes. It's Uh, amazing, though, because the guy, in order to voice control it, he has to talk into a telephone, which actually makes a lot of sense, because telephones are already machines that turn sound into electricity, so, like, Mm -hmm. good good thoughts, guys. Mm -hmm. But he's like, he has to talk very distinctly because it's not a very good voice recognition program so he's like here you go fella have a cigarette have a nice one hope you enjoy it go on and smoke (laughs) and it's like how much of that was required to command him (laughs) and how much of that was your weird like banter i guess yeah and how much of that is a small person under the desk who's actually powering the robot (laughs) (laughs) yeah just squeezing a bellows (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well if it's smoking and it's mostly clockwork inside which is what i'm assuming for the 30s isn't the smoke just gonna gum up the works immediately i mean it's no he's got the guy under the table has a little uh pipe that goes right to the the robot's mouth and he's just (laughs) chain smoking cigarettes down there (laughs) blowing into the pipe to get more cigarettes. No, Jeff, they put a cigarette in the robot's mouth. It doesn't just breathe smoke out. Right, but that's uh, part of the trick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a very Matthew McConaughey way of delivering that line. That's all uh, uh, part of the trick. Yep. Or maybe Michael Keaton in Batman. <laughs> that's more of a compliment. The robot in the pale moonlight. Oh, let's get nuts. That's what he says, right? Yeah, that's all he ever says. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Michael Keaton's a treasure. Yeah. Mm, The thing is, by far his best performance is in Much Ado About Nothing, and I think, Louisa, you and I might be the only people who saw that movie. No, it won some Oscars, I think, didn't it? I'm yeah. pretty sure. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot also, everyone sees all the Oscar movies. He was also very good playing exactly the same character in Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's true. Everyone I likes mean, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is good, but um, Beetlejuice is like that friend that you want to hang out with one time a year, yeah. and then the rest of the year you're like, ah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, he might break my coffee table if I invite him <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Frank, that's what you're worried about? Him breaking your coffee table, not tricking you into marrying him? <laughs> He's not, not, not taking it literally, Jeff. Um, He's break your metaphorical you coffee watch, table. Did you guys watch the new Candyman trailer that everyone was talking about? No, I expected it to be in front of the Invisible Man when I went to go see it, but it wasn't. 
Uh, it looks so fucking good. Jordan Peele is so good at writing horror movies. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was doing it. That's great. I'm very excited for it. Even though I've never seen any of the other Candymans. Yeah. Uh, it looks so good. And also the actor who played the Candyman in the original one in the 80s is still playing the Candyman, and that's so rad. So is this one in continuity? Uh, it probably is in continuity, although they haven't explicitly said it is. That's fun. Isn't he super tall? Isn't that his thing? Tony Uh, Todd. is the Candyman. Uh, he's 6'5". Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's tall. I've seen Tony Todd somewhere, right? I'm gonna have to look him up. I just, like, in the oh, trailer, yeah. the, it, the trailer starts with basically somebody being like, so the thing is, you say Candyman into the mirror five times, and then he comes and kills you. Mm-hmm. And then another person is like, oh, I should mention, these are both people of color talking. And then the other person is like, well, why would anyone do that? And then it immediately cuts to five white girls at a sleepover <laughs> doing it into the ba- the bathroom mirror. Yeah, and it's like, yep, good. that's it. <laughs> that's very good. That he, I forgot that uh, it was Jordan Peele doing it because the whole thing about Candyman is uh, subtly the horror of uh, people of color who might come and get you. Yeah. Well, I, I think that what's interesting is that this this movie seems to be more, I mean, I've only seen the trailer, so I don't know, but it seems to be more about the, the fact that people of color have to always be living cautiously in our modern society, yes. and so they are... Uh, they are constantly in a state of fear as a, and white people feel comfortable enough to test the boundaries and thus they are the more logical victims of somebody like this. Yeah, that all makes sense. It's interesting to me. I'm, I'm glad to see Jordan Peele doing this, uh, this sort of thing that I always want successful directors to do where he like wrote and produced this movie, but then the director is someone who it's their second movie that they're directing. Um, so I, I think that that's really cool because if this movie is good, now there's another good director. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I think Jordan Peele is, is amazingly good at using the success he has to help other people find success and mm-hmm. in a way that is like very refreshing. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember that so. being a criticism, of course, of uh, uh, rap artists, especially in the 90s, that like, oh, they all have the, this entourage of people they're trying to promote and they always have people featured on their tracks and uh, so weirdly nepotistic. But it's like they they found success against all odds and they want to pull up other people up with them. That's yeah. why they did it. That's I how Eminem that's- got started. I think the difference... (laughs) He's not a good example. (laughs) Oh, okay. The difference is that with those... uh, The criticism, I think, of that time was uh, largely based in racism, but Mm -hmm. the the valid part of that criticism is that usually those things made their music worse. Yeah, that's fair. And what Jordan Peele is doing is finding a way to give people a leg up without making his stuff bad. Because yes. his stuff is still extremely good, and he finds directors who I think can carry out the the stuff he's written in a way that is their own, but still, like, the thing people are coming to see. I think it's easier with movies, because there's more people involved. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, what'd you do this week, Matt? Uh, so, yesterday and into today, <laughs> um, I... M- I, I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but I got a standing mixer for a wedding present mm-hmm. and have been practicing my baking. Um, and I've been doing all kinds of baking, learning different techniques. I've been practicing macaroons or macarons, which are <laughs> so tricky, but I'm yes. getting there. Um, but 
Yesterday, I decided I wanted to start learning to make yeasted desserts, and so I made cinnamon rolls. I made brioche dough last night and let it rise overnight, and then I rolled it out into cinnamon rolls this morning. Yeah, I saw that picture. How were they good? Amazing. Oh, they were so good. I'm kind of nervous because, like, I ate one immediately after it came out of the oven, and that's the best time. (laughs) Now your mouth is completely burnt. (laughs) I mean, yes, they were extremely hot because they're just filled with molten sugar, but... Um, I'm worried that when they cool down, maybe they won't be as tasty, but they were so fucking good when I had them. Mm, I love cinnamon um, rolls. They smell so good when they bake, too. Yes. Every time that I make any kind of yeasted product, I'm always convinced right up until it's done baking that I haven't done it properly yeah. and that the yeast didn't rise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Last night, I put the the bowl with the dough in like a warm oven to prove and it was supposed to double in size and it ended up spilling over the edge of the bowl it was so risen (laughs) but that's fine because i had to roll it out with a rolling pin yeah uh louisa did you ever make that focaccia i did yeah how'd it turn out that i made it turned out pretty good i need to figure out how i can reduce the quantity because i made a whole cookie pan which is good but i don't ever need that much bread before it goes stale i need like half that much so Uh, i just have to figure that out just cut that in half and then like portion it out and freeze it yes no freeze it no no thank you what why not I'm not going to do that. Freeze You're going to heat it up to have bread? nice warm bread anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Well, he needs to freeze the dough before you cook it. Oh, you can do that, that too. I don't. I think it kills the yeast to do that. Uh, oh. You could definitely freeze it after you bake it. I don't want to do that because I think that's gross. Oh. Yeah, that's what's the point of making fresh baked bread if then you're just going to freeze it because then it's not as it's just as good as getting it from the store. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah, just throw half of it away then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> Put it out just, for the birds. Just have all the... Can't you just have all the amounts? Uh, probably yes, but I would need to figure out what to bake it in, because I don't have a quarter sheet pan, so I could maybe do it in a cake pan, but I, that, then it would come out thicker. Like, it's stuff to work on. I'll just need to work on it. How do they do those frozen rolls that you get at the store, like dinner rolls? Is that, do they bake it ahead of time and then, like, they half bake it and then freeze it and then you just finish baking it? Is that the idea? That's usually how stuff is done, yeah. They're usually on the shelves just out. They're not in the freezer section that I find, so I don't know about that part. Oh, yeah, no, there's tons of frozen rolls. Hmm. That's, like, the whole thing. The ones that are, like, half-baked already? Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't really use them that much, but, like, they have the bags of frozen rolls. Mm, I haven't seen those. Okay. Really? Yeah. It's a whole section in the store. There's a sign that says frozen bread. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, but, yeah, man, making brioche dough at home is so much better than the stuff in a tube that Pillsbury has. Yes. It's crazy. Mm, um, yeah, I... Oh, man. Uh, what, do you have any other, like, yeasted desserts that you want to make coming up? I don't know. I mean, the the challenge is that I don't really like bread. <laughs> that is a challenge. And that's most of yeasted stuff, is just variations on a bread. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I mean, like, I do like yeasted donuts, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fry. I'm learning to bake. That's yeah. a different thing. It's tricky. Frying is always a challenge. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, my I, I'm trying to figure out what the next technique I want to learn is going to be. So if anyone has suggestions for baked goods, I should learn. Hmm. Um, Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, learn to make Girl Scout cookies. You mean no. just cookies? <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't listen to Jeff. <laughs> uh, I think you should learn to make frosting so you can do uh, really good cakes, and I have a frosting recipe that I can give you. A yeasted frosting. frosting. Yeah, but good frosting. Frosting yeah, that you make Yeah, I've tried um, both regular and Italian buttercream. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the two frosting. We got both kinds. Where you heat up eggs. I, this is a Swiss buttercream, but where you heat up eggs and sugar together. Yes, that's the... And you have to... It, like, cooks the eggs with the hot sugar. Yes, but not really cooked. That's how I like my omelets. <laughs> Sugary? <laughs> yep, yeah. cooked with hot sugar. Dipped that's in hot a, maple syrup. That's the uh, Japanese way. The uh, tamagoyaki, is that the name of it? The rolled up omelet is, is that full of sugar, apparently. Which sounds like extremely Oma? gross. Oh, 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 yes. Like the dessert sushi thing? No, no, this is usually put in, like, bento boxes and stuff. It's rolled up fluffy omelet. Yeah. Like, slices of it. Hmm. Yeah. But it's full of sugar, apparently. Which sounds horrible. Weird. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some wild stuff going on with eggs in Japan. Tamagoyaki. That's what yeah, it's that's what called. Oh, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I thought you <laughs> just said egg? rolled up egg. Every time we What's... talk about anything, I say, I think it's called this. And then five minutes later, one of you is like, I looked it up, it's called this. I'm like, yeah, I know, hey, I said that. Did you say you it is... out loud or just yes! in your head? <laughs> no, I said One of you is always I Jeff. Called. I just want to point that out. <laughs> That's fair. That is well, fair. I'm very bad at paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Have you ever had that egg sushi that they have? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Have you seen uh, Jiro Streams of Sushi? Nope. No, we've talked about this a million times. Okay, well. (laughs) One of the main plot points is the fact that, like, the thing you do to show that you are a master of making sushi is to make this, like, egg sushi, where the instead of fish, there's, like, egg in it, and the the flavor has to be very delicately balanced or something mm-hmm. it has like i guess mirin and soy sauce in it or something anyway mm-hmm. uh i tried it once because i was like oh this is the ultimate expression of sushi i'll give it a go it's gross yeah <laughs> it's not good yeah uh, i like it, that you charged into it the same way i would which is oh this is the ultimate yeah i could probably do this <laughs> i'm gonna give it no, a no 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 <laughs> i didn't try to make it i tried to eat it oh okay i, I see <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to make it. I mean, basically the whole point of the movie Jiro Dreams of Sushi is if you try to make good sushi, it will ruin your life and your relationship with your family. Incredible. Yeah, seems that right? <laughs> yep. So, uh, anyway, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, this week I've been watching The Crown. I've been watching yeah, the, the Crown recent season. Uh, Matt has started the show, apparently, with the first yes, season. Yes, Jen and I have been watching it before bed every night. And it's we, very we good. Watch it, we started watching it because we were like, oh, this will be a nice, like, cool-down, end-of-day thing right before going to bed. Mm-hmm. But we always end up pausing it and getting so mad at Princess Margaret. <laughs> She sucks so bad. I mean, I don't know in the later seasons, but in season one, she sucks so bad. Is she the one with all the dragons? <clears throat> yes. Okay. If you count uh, the the pilot guy that she wants to sleep with mm-hmm. as a dragon, because he has a weird face. Yeah. Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where... That's where she's still uh, interested in the secretary, right? The yeah, group Alice captain yeah. Philip something... Um, sure and they send him off to Germany, and they're like, yeah, when he comes back, you'll totally get to marry him, and everyone yeah. knows that that's not true, except her, I guess. 
Yeah. That <clears throat> show is pretty fucked up with how much Elizabeth pr- it carries through. I guess it carries through their real lives. But how much Elizabeth promises to her family that they can have something they really want. And then later is like, mm, sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> like, fucking constantly. It's horrible. I mean, I guess that's true, but... I feel like the show is very sympathetic to Elizabeth in that it when is. you're watching it, you're always like, well, yeah, but like, it's not her fault that she can't give them the thing. It's always Parliament or the church or somebody telling her. That's kind of true. But then when her actual family is like, but this is really important to me and you could change it if you wanted to. She's still like, tradition though, you know, she didn't have to do that for all those instances. And there are yeah. many instances throughout the show. I Yes, it's true. I mean, the show is basically just constantly Elizabeth trying to get something done and then five people from different areas all telling her she can't and that's the end of every episode. Yeah. I, I don't like how much she gives in, though. Sometimes she's like, no, I need to do this because I think that this is morally correct. And they're like, hmm, there's no precedent for that and also it make you look bad. And she's like, okay, you're right. I won't do it. I just think it it makes me so mad how often people come to her and they're like, okay, but now do this thing for me. And I'm just like, they've never done anything for you. Why would you do this? And then she does anyway. And I'm like, fuck, come on. This guy's an asshole. Stop doing things for him. Uh, it's a good show, though. It is a good show. I, I It also makes me so angry at Matt Smith. Yeah. <laughs> talking about guys with weird faces. I was going to say. We well, how weird's we- this guy's face? Matt Smith? Yeah. yeah exactly. Is it weirder than Matt. usual? Not for him. Uh, no, it's just Matt Smith's face. Oh, okay. His weird face. Yeah. Mm, uh, I thought but, maybe he it might I thought it was possible that it could be weirder than usual. No, I mean he already kind of looks like Prince Philip a little yeah, bit. No so. eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird later because now it's uh, Tobias Menzies playing Prince Philip now that uh, the season I'm on is much later in history in the end of the yeah. 60s. And uh, I think they've like blonded up his eyebrows so it looks like he doesn't have eyebrows and it's very weird because <laughs> he normally does. Uh, but in that first season, I said this when I watched it, but if you didn't know the history and how Prince Philip is still alive to this very day, you would absolutely think that first season is setting it up that he's going to die in a plane crash. <laughs> yes, the, the end of it where he's like, well, I'm going on a ship to Australia now. I'll be gone for an extremely long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess everyone hopes I die. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, they're writing this character out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. very good. I like how many actual huge events that we don't know about nowadays with an American education, but probably even for a lot of people in uh, England, uh, events that they're able to put in the show that happened like during the time they're trying to cover. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Things you never knew about that you're suddenly seeing as a whole news story. I think it's absolutely wild that this show is mostly about people who are still alive and mm. those people say they don't watch the show, which, like, if there was a show, a popular TV show about your young life, would you not have to watch it? Oh my god, yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah, but if you'd lived your whole life in the public eye, and every time you gave an interview, you then read the newspaper and found that they twisted it however they wanted, I think by that point, you'd be like, no, I don't need to watch this show. Maybe that's true, but I think I think that at least somebody on behalf of the Queen is watching this to just be like, oh, uh, you don't need to worry about this or whatever. But there's a scene in the first season where Prince Philip asks her for a blowjob, yes! and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How is the Queen not guillotining these people? <laughs> I think that probably she's just, like, willing to be like, let's pretend this isn't happening. Because I think the show is trying to only set up that they actually 
do uh, find each other attractive and, like, have a sex life, which they yeah. continue on through time. And I think, like, she's willing to overlook it for that reason. Yeah, but I suppose. it is very I weird mean, to see. <laughs> in the, it feels like in the public eye, their marriage has always been how much they hate each other. <laughs> so I guess it's nice that they're painting it as the fact that their marriage is sort of based in love. But I still, like, if you were an extremely conservative, very old woman, and you found out there's a TV show that at least partially revolved around you being getting blowjob demands from Matt Smith, you would be like, hey, fucking blowjob demands. Can't do that. <laughs> If she's not watching, though, I'm sure people smooth over that part of it. Like, I'm sure nobody's really discussed that with her. Yeah. So, I certainly wouldn't. Yes, that's true. There's a few times in that where they suggest that Prince Philip is cheating on her, which he probably is. Yeah. Um, And, like, that, again, I feel like somebody should have been like, we're suing you for implying this, because even though it's definitely true, we don't admit it, and you shouldn't. Yes, but even in the show, it's never stated. You could never say that they they uncovered the fact that he was cheating. It's always just implied in the show. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Like, if there are scandals like Prince Philip cheating on the Queen, do they have to find out if that's true before they put it in the TV show? I think so. No, because it... It, they the series starts with them saying like this is a fictionalized account of what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh so man! They, so like space aliens could show up if they wanted. They could do a crossover <laughs> with Doctor yeah. Who if they wanted to. Five seasons in, that's how the show ends. Space. That would be land. awesome, actually. <laughs> they the the whole series ends with the whole Brexit thing coming up, and the very last scene is uh, Queen Elizabeth shooting <laughs> Boris Johnson in the face. We vote no Brexit. <laughs> Yes. Who's playing her when she's that old? We have to decide now. Uh, we have to cast well, that I season. I know who it is. Should I tell you? <laughs> oh, did we already cast when she's old? Yes, they already have announced. Uh, oh. I believe it's Imelda Staunton. Who is that? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yes, it is. Uh, the one who was uh, Umbridge in Harry Potter. Oh, good choice. Yeah, she's a little lady. Uh, I thought it was uh, strange. I actually don't know what color eyes the queen has, but I thought it was a little strange that uh, Claire Foy has very blue eyes, and then uh, yes. what's her name, who's playing her now, has brown eyes. But it doesn't really matter, does it? No, it's all fictionalized. Yeah, CC. So mm. there's no rules. She's not going to get any <laughs> older really than than season five, huh? They intended to do six seasons originally, is what I heard, but then Netflix was like, nope, we're only paying for five. That's a shame. Threw people over at the end. Yeah. We could have seen the oldest queen yet. (laughs) Exactly. Apparently, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, that would be great if they just kept doing the show until it's in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, like, like they run out of source material. (laughs) Yeah, it outstrips uh, the current history. Yeah, it's just just like Game of Thrones. Like, mm-hmm. oh well, we know the writers of the show know where it's going, yeah. so they just can allow. Turns uh, out, Prince Philip does die happened. in a plane crash. It just happens in twenty twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Queen Elizabeth's eyes are blue, so good job, Claire Foy. You did it. Yep, you sure did. Oh man, this queen's old. It's weird that she's not dead yet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, the season I'm watching, uh, Prince Charles, is like 22, I think. And um, he's a good actor. He's the same actor who played Marius in the uh, Les Miserables that I was watching recently. 
uh, with what's his name Dominic West is John Valjean. <laughs> is this going to get to a point, or are we just going down an endless? <laughs> I thought you might remember, and then I was like, you totally aren't. <laughs> <laughs> So Prince Charles is in his early 20s, and he's talking about how he doesn't know if he wants to be king or not, but he knows that's his birthright. I'm like, hmm, you don't know, Prince Charles, in 1969, how yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be king. I'm probably going to be that. king very soon, he says. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he uh, does talk about it, because, of course, his mother's father died when she was in her mid-20s, so. Yeah. I, it's That's very sad on the show, when they show him dying. Yeah, when he's like, so what do we do now? And they're like, uh, nothing, because of the cancer. <laughs> like, he hopes there's some medical intervention, and there just isn't. Fuck. Yeah, the fact that the fact that he's like, I'm, I'm doing great, I'm doing much better, and then later on he's like, yeah, they cut out one of my lungs, but mm-hmm. I'm fine. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, dude, <laughs> you're not fine. And then Tyrion stabs him in the gut, and it's so... Cathartic. Yeah, Jeff, we get it. <laughs> Parallels to Game of Thrones. Uh, hey, you made you were allowed to make one like two seconds ago. <laughs> Listen, yes. Charles Dance is on the crown. Whoa, <laughs> cool. Fatten when he's old. <laughs> it's very good. He almost stages yeah. a military coup of the government. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um. Also, it's disturbing how many of the actors in the first season of The Crown are uh, also in V for Vendetta as bad guys. <laughs> mm. Very weird. Makes it's sense. funny to see, in the early seasons of The Crown, I feel like they must have filmed concurrently with Game of Thrones or something, because you don't see a lot of crossover of those actors, but you do yeah. now. Now that Game of Thrones is over, you do see a lot of those actors now. Yeah, I'm sure. That makes a lot of sense. Alright, uh, I'm gonna stop talking about this, because Jeff doesn't even have a point of reference. So, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, there we go. Free. Free from the prison of the crown. Uh, oh, but also, real quick, Jeff, when you were talking last week about how you uh, uh, were able to handle the tension of a movie that didn't do anything but show one chaste kiss, I'm like, this is the gateway drug. <laughs> totally I know. get into period dramas. It's never going to happen for stuff that's based on real life, though. <laughs> that's the most boring possible genre. Oh. Um, I think so too, but this is pretty good. But although, yeah, what did you do? his portrait of a lady on fire based on real life, because I want to go see that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I started watching a Netflix show, but if you guys haven't seen it, then I'm not going to talk about it. It's called I Am Not Okay With This, and it's got the girl from It in it. I've heard I that it's heard worth it. watching, and it has superhero-like stuff in it, so I probably will watch it, but I have not. Okay, same for you, Louisa. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it, so... Mm. I don't uh, know. It just came out, like last last week uh it's you know it's fine the other thing that is much better and much more on brand is i saw that new universal monsters picture the invisible man <laughs> oh yeah, yeah uh it's about this. oh man how horny is this invisible man uh it's a really goddamn good movie with very little horniness in it at all huh. there's not Those even two things don't odds. really go together there's there is some sexual menace, but it is mostly off screen. Hmm, all right. Yeah, <laughs> she's mildly intrigued. Hmm, <laughs> some. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but he's not a sex criminal like the uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> um, Can we say sex pest, please? I'm pretty sure he like it is. Yes, he is, but. Um, like, it, we don't see it depicted on screen because he's invisible. Here's an actual question. <laughs> if you were an invisible man, would it be possible to not accidentally become a sex criminal? Um, what? I think if you saw if anything, invis- 
you wouldn't if you're invisible and you wanted to have a relationship with someone you would be surprising them a lot of the time right but you you should not surprise them with your your penis to start you just like touch them on the shoulder and be like hey babe it's me over here no here's the beautiful thing about it what you do is you get into a relationship with a blind person and then it doesn't matter oh so romantic oh it's true like the thing (laughs) is that what happened to the thing yeah a blind guy and an invisible guy fell in love (laughs) as soon as she i'm assuming he maybe touched the thing (laughs) wouldn't they know something was up it's not like he's like, I'm not a rock monster, just so you know. <laughs> oh, you mean he's the thing like, like the Fantastic Four, not the thing like John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I was talking about The Thing from Fantastic okay, Four. Okay, because... And that does from... happen. He does have a, a blind That's girlfriend. But like, yeah, she's going to touch him and be like, oh, you're made of rocks. Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. am a rock monster, oh, okay. and I'm very ugly, and people don't want to sleep with me because I'm very ugly. And she's like, well, I'm blind, so that's fine. Uh, I wouldn't want to sleep with like him rocks. for the chance of blunt force trauma, probably. <laughs> like, I don't think it's just the fact, uh, ew, he's made of rocks, gross. I don't think that's the main problem. Well, uh, there's nothing that says he couldn't be a tender lover. <laughs> uh, I he's don't very know. strong. He can hold up his own body weight. Yeah, that's hmm. true. So he could really take anyone to pl- to Pound Town if he wanted. I mean, that's definitely true. Um, oh, the he would need required. a reinforced bed, though. Uh, I want all of the Universal Monsters franchises to be reimagined as as uh, straightforward horror movies because it's my understanding the original story was more like this guy turns invisible and then it follows him as he goes insane from being invisible. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this one is, uh, he turns invisible on purpose to be an asshole. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, which, like, he's, like, he's not the character we're following or sympathizing with. We are following and sympathizing with, uh, his wife who spends the, like, first ten minute opening sequence escaping without us having seen why she's trying to escape. But because of the strength of Elizabeth Moss's performance, we understand he must be a pretty awful guy. Mm. Uh, so I think that sort of subtle storytelling is very nice uh, to are you, see. Are you saying that this one is a straight horror movie? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying this one still fell short of what you're looking for. No, no. I think that now we need uh, one, like we need one to we need a Dracula where he's just like a monster and not like a handsome main character mm, in the I future. Don't think or I can whatever. do that. Do Dracula as a straight horror movie? I'm trying to envision what a Frankenstein straight horror movie would be is it just a zombie movie but with one really good zombie (laughs) one zombie no i think it would have to be like Mm. like we barely see the Mm. creature as victor's life is like slowly destroyed by him that's a good angle for a horror movie, the, the fact that it's got a kernel of truth in it. The story from the book that he made this creature, and he's like, no, I fucked it up. Like, I don't want this creature around anymore. I want to do more science and not thinking about it. But the creature's there, and the creature's going to keep coming back like a telltale heart. Yeah. Okay, so then if this is... I I think that makes some sense, but then it overlaps a lot with what I was envisioning a Dracula horror movie would be. Oh, no, that would just straight up just be an adaptation of Castlevania. <laughs> We're just get, we're getting. What is, a, what is a horror movie in your mind, Jeff? <laughs> it's no, a yeah. little pile of secrets. That's an adventure movie. <laughs> Come on, throw me a bone here. What? 
Yeah, what'd you say? God damn it! Matt said, what is a horror movie? And I said, it was a miserable little pile of stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good. That was a good joke. You're good. <laughs> the listeners will vindicate me. Yep. Anyway, no, the only way you could make a Dracula horror movie that was actually a horror movie would be to do it like uh, a creature that eats people type of movie where... You know, people are are stuck in a house, and they know that there's a monster in the house that eats people, and they don't well, know which person is. I mean, make, kind of like the thing. I <laughs> to go back to that. I think you could do it like They Live or Soiling Green or something, because people could be turned, and then maybe in this world somehow we don't know whether they're turned or not. Soiling Green is not really a horror movie. Isn't it? I feel like the books I've seen were pretty horrible. But the I idea mean, of that, the the fear behind that, that people have been turned and you don't know for sure. Uh, I think the mummy needs to stop being an action adventure movie and go back to being spooky. Yeah, be yeah the good. mummy is a good horror movie in the like uh, Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street style, where it's just like an unstoppable killer that is just yeah. coming for you, and there's nothing you can do to placate them. Like yeah, destination because you brought that curse upon yourself. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Um, who else can we? We we've got. Creature from the that, Black Lagoon. Well, we already oh, redid is. him uh, in a yeah. knockoff version oh, as a yeah. horny one. We sure redid it. Yeah. <laughs> is that a horror movie? Would you Absolutely. Say? Yes, not. it That's is. A rom com. No, it's a horror movie. It's not comedic at all. <laughs> Just because he eats that cat. <laughs> no, the monster is Michael Shannon. <clears throat> oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. The uh, trouble is, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have any of these stories, like Dracula is a lot, but especially the creature from the Black Lagoon, where they have a human love interest, they have to have something that makes them lovable. So then it's hard to be a straight horror movie. Well, I that's know. the. I, mean, I think you could do Dracula in a Nosferatu style, yeah, and have it be just like this thing kind of looks human, but is so horrifically monstrous that it's terrifying. What I'm saying is, take the romance aspect out of it. Which is what the Invisible Man did. Like, there's n- he he nobody yeah. nobody loves him. Everyone thinks that he's a huge asshole and that he turns invisible so that he could be worse. That's great, <laughs> but specifically about the creature from the Black Lagoon. If you take the romance out of it, what story are you telling? Them? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. fair. Uh, ooh, let's make it a revenge slasher. Like, it's, uh, the opening sequence is just, uh, him falling in love with a human woman, and then, like, the mm. humans kill her to get back at him, and then he goes and stalks all of them, and we're kind of on his side, but mm. he's still, you know, the monster. That's pretty good. What like, if you did a Swamp Thing type of deal, where, like, he gets killed by mobsters and thrown into a swamp and then gets turned into a swamp a monster. He's a, yeah. He's a real Jason Voorhees in this one. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. That would be pretty good. Well, killing kids at a summer camp. Yes. Who's killing yeah. kids? What? The Jason, Jason Voorhees, Voorhees and also the Gill Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. Um, well, uh, what'd Check you- out Swamp Crystal Lake instead of Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Wait, why not Camp Crystal Swamp? <laughs> because Ooh. Swamp is so much like camp as a word. That's the problem. Cops- Swamp Crystal Swamp. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I love the marketing tactic of calling it Crystal Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the water in the swamp is crystal opaque. <laughs> Yep. Instead of crystal clear, it's a bad crystal. <laughs> Look, there's lots of opaque crystals. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like it's a very uh, filthy, cloudy crystal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Beetlejuice one of these horror movie reboots? Uh, did He's Universal, Universal Pictures? Monsters. Did Universal Pictures release Beetlejuice? 
Yeah, he's one of the Universal Monsters in the Universal Monster Show that at is Universal. True. Is he? That's crazy. He's your, he's your ghost host. So. All right, if we're getting into the Universal Monsters Expanded Universe, which is now what I'm going to refer to uh, all of the other monster movies that Universal Pictures releases, um, yeah, yeah. then we are we have to include Jaws and Pacific Rim as well. Okay, I love easy. this. Uh, also Phantom of the Opera. Also, yeah. the, I think it's actually quite interesting that I, one of them is obviously the Wolfman. I think every adaptation of the Wolfman I've ever seen has been a straight horror movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry to disappoint you. Beetlejuice was distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. But he's in the Universal Monsters yeah, show at the Universal Studios. That's fine. They just licensed him, I guess, because they needed more monsters. They didn't yeah, have a ghost. Didn't need one with any kind of stage person. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein's a little too stiff, and Dracula doesn't pick up well on cameras. Yep. Is Abbott and Costello in this universe somehow um yes mm-hmm. it's gonna you be a like cheeky it. reference as we uh as we like what do you call it pan past like a mantle and it'll have bobbleheads of Evan costello on it <laughs> <laughs> i hate it <laughs> yeah the real monster was funko pop all along dracula because he's so old has signed photos from a bunch of celebrities and one of them is a signed photo of Abbott and costello it's pretty good. That also, pretty good. Seinfeld. Yeah, he's got a Seinfeld in there, too. The whole cast <laughs> on a cast photo. Uh, yeah. Matt, what did you do? We already did. Oh, what? <laughs> we did everyone, didn't we? Yeah, we yes, did. Oh, my God. Finally. All right. End of the show. <laughs> All right. No, I'm pulling up the wiki randomizer. Uh, yeah, do it. <sighs> Come on. God damn it. <laughs> there was a movie called The Ghost of Frankenstein. Oh, no. And, like... Wait. Is that the scariest part of Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah, Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's ghost. When he dies, he has like 12 ghosts yeah, because of all the body parts. Yeah, be a bunch of parts? Aren't those just normal ghosts? Where is the ghost stored? What if the movie 13 Ghosts In the is balls. just about Frankenstein? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you're saying that to remove one's balls would, would create a ghost of you immediately while you are still alive. Sure. I'm just saying the ghost is stored in the balls. It just makes sense if you look at it. Yeah, that's where... Uh, I'm not gonna... I'm, I need to avoid uh, thinking about this more, so... <laughs> okay, well, hurry up and give us that movie. I'm dying. I'm, God, I'm trying to. Ghost- it somehow makes the term Ghostbusters even... God damn it! There it is. Uh, we've got... That's very good. Autopedia, the automobile wiki. Oh. Hooray. How interesting. Is it? We'll find out. It's not. <laughs> oh, I actually have a background this time. Yeah. So, it is the logos tiled together of pretty much every type of modern car, and probably some classic cars as well. Uh, home. Welcome to Auto. <coughs> Excuse me. Welcome to Autopedia, a wiki all about cars, buses, trucks, and SUVs that anyone can edit. There's eleven thousand two hundred and six carticles. Ah. Twenty third of twenty ten. Oh, happy tenth anniversary! A couple weeks ago. So this yeah. wiki is pretty light on info, but I do like that they have a mission statement about what they are. And carticles is really good. <laughs> Particles sounds like a part of the human anatomy. You've got an infection in your car. Yeah, it's it's yeah. what's left over when they take the ghost out of your balls. <laughs> yes. The balls are made up of two parts, the ghost and the ghost. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus anymore. Christ. 
<laughs> Can we, let's just stop doing this show. Not this episode. I mean the whole thing. And yeah, never talk yeah. to one another again. I've been trying to convince you to do that for a while. Uh, <sighs> so, oh, contents. Car makes, and then also the logos of every type of car. So yep, that's all of them. Very interested in uh, luxury cars, which I guess makes sense. Like, there's Lamborghini yeah, and you... Bugatti and uh, Alfa Romeo. Like, most of those are the main ones here. Yeah, I don't see if Subaru on there. you were extremely into cars, and then the cars that you were into were, like, economy compact cars, <laughs> that would be very funny. I mean, that's kind of what happened with, uh, like, uh, uh, customizing Hondas and stuff, right? Like, it became Yeah, I guess that's true, but I thought that was mainly just because they were very good, like, blank slates to put things on. That's true. That's really the problem if you're going to get into customizing cars. You either have to be super rich, or you're going to have to work with a car that's more affordable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are, are you noticing any missing besides GM and Subaru from this uh, initial list? Any, like, major car manufacturers? Um, I've done some of those tests where they're like, we're going to show you an advertising logo, and you say what company it's from, and I fail those miserably, so I'm not mm. even sure what most of these are. And They I'm all have their names on them. <laughs> Honda is, doesn't, and I recognize it for almost no reason. Is Dodge uh, still around, or is it part of something else now? Uh, no, I think Dodge is one. Yeah, that's not on here. Dodge, is, Ram, Chevrolet? Is that just a local dealership? Is it part of Chevrolet? It might be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, impossible know to know. Land Rover was its own. Yeah, I didn't know either. No, Dodge is its own thing. If you click through, it shows all the logos of the manufacturers on the full vehicle manufacturers oh, okay. page. Uh, oh, Acura wonder... is its own thing. That's on the front page. I don't know. I thought that was like a Honda. I wonder how Pug- much you got Peugeot. 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 Yeah, <laughs> it's a French car. Oh, I hope it's French. Oh man, now that I'm saying French it, I'm like, is it? People make cars. Yeah, it is French. Okay. It says major French car manufacturer. Um, uh, no, yeah, I was I've gonna say, I wonder how much of this is actual looking at what cars are like objectively, and how much of it is like weird brainwashed buying into marketing. Like oh the featured God, video hope- is a video about an Audi. Are people, like, super rabid fans of Audi? I don't know. I really hope there's some fan fiction about these cars on this <laughs> Wikipedia. That'd be pretty good. <clears throat> no, that would be on um, Autofampedia. Okay, what is the best logo in this, uh... Uh, Ca- Carol Shelby you, International. Have you clicked all the way over to all of them, or are you still looking at the I just did, just yeah. now. Carol Shelby oh, International, for sure, because it's just a snake. That's pretty good. I do like this Alfa Romeo, which is also a snake and a like an old timey um, like chivalric <laughs> shield. I don't know what coat of arms, I guess, kind of. Oh, the Alfa Romeo, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the red cross on a white background and the crowned serpent. I think it is. It's got a sword in its mouth. Yeah. Uh, Horch is a very funny name for a car manufacturer. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. So Chrysler owns Dodge, and Dodge recent like. Uh, in 2009, spun Ram out into its own like sub company. Mm. So all of these, co- all of these car manufacturers own one another. Yeah, yeah. that's always been true. Uh, my favorite logo, maybe Porsche, because I I do like the heraldry logo. It is a uh, horse rampant, and then I won't say other heraldry stuff. But there's like deer antlers and red and black stripes. What is Vauxhall? Vo <laughs> Vauxhall. No, that's right, Vauxhall. Okay. Uh, uh, that's mentioned as a punchline on British TV shows sometimes, is all that I know about it. It's a it's a stylized griffin on the logo, which I like. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but if these are bad cards, I don't want to say that's my favorite. <laughs> uh, man. I like how the, the logo for spiker cars has an airplane propeller on it. Mm. That's not the, that's not a car. <laughs> yeah, that's not it's one of airplane. those things. What if it's a car with a propeller? Did you think about oh, that? Fuck. Oh my god, that would Flying rule! Cars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, back on board. <laughs> uh, Studebaker is pretty good. It's it's nice and clean. It, it has a very retro, like, 50s look. Okay, now the worst one, Rolls-Royce, right? We all agree? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I, I need to find it. There's uh, so many! Ooh, Every time you mention one, I try to scroll around <laughs> frantically. The smart car logo is pretty bad. It looks like a logo for water. <laughs> hey, Matt, no, I like the Rolls-Royce. It is just an R crossed over an R, and it says Rolls at the top and Royce at the bottom, but it is yep. very uh, Art Deco. Yeah, I like it. Do like that it's shit. Uh, Radical sports cars is much worse. It's uh, just like a '90s cartoon R. <laughs> oh, so so nostalgia for the '20s is okay, but nostalgia for the mid '90s isn't. Yes. I, okay, fine. I don't like how cheesy Radical Sports Cars. <laughs> yeah, the name. It's so bad, and not bad like how they would have meant it back then. I mean, it's bad in a way that's kind of good, though, isn't it? Come on. Fair enough. I mean, it caught my eye. Yeah. There's an awful lot that have the logo in the middle and then two stylized wings at the sides, and I wonder how they haven't sued each other, all of these companies. Yeah, quite again, a that's not a car. <laughs> You're talking about airplanes, yeah. you guys. Oh, Jeep is another bad logo. It's just the word Jeep. Yeah, I don't care for that. You know, Senti is pretty bad. It looks like a legless dude with a boner. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot how terrible Hummer is. Yes. As a car, or Nothing. just the logo? I mean, both. Oh, yeah. The logo is just the word Hummer in one of the worst fonts. It does yeah. evoke the grandiosity of those stupid cars. The logo is as big and fat and wide as a Hummer. And, yeah. like, impractical. Yeah. Because it's very hard to read. Uh, Geo? That's... I had a... My mom had a Geo tracker when I was a child. Uh, yeah. Those are very dangerous cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah our, <laughs> our parents were extremely into Saturns when we were kids for mm-hmm. some reason, and that's a terrible car. Yeah. yeah. And a terrible logo. Do they... Ooh, yeah. Do they have the logo for that? Is, or is it... The, it yes, it's on Ooh, I found another... It's not that bad. It looks like a K. I was like, why is there a letter K for Saturn? <laughs> no, it's the planet Saturn. Yeah, I know that really now. Yeah. But uh, as a kid, I always thought it was a uh, cursive S, like an uppercase S, and I like b- just part of it, like it's just part yeah. of the planet Saturn, and I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I'm just seeing now Elfin Sports Cars, which just has a little yeah. drawing of an elf on it. Huh. I think that's pretty Which good. Yeah. It's interesting, because I don't know anything about the company. That could be modern, or that could be from, like, 1910. <laughs> There's just yeah. no way to know. Uh, I'm it's looking a, at the cars. Car. They must be from a long time ago. Yeah, the 50s. Okay. Oh, man. Um, are we just going to talk about car logos because we don't know anything about cars? <laughs> no, I want to go to a random page at some point. I just keep looking at these cool logos. Catterham, that's a bad one. It's the number seven in a circle. <laughs> Yep. That doesn't even have the name of the company in there. A football club. Yeah. Yeah. Austin. Yeah, that one's fine. It looks like a baseball team logo. Let's not do this anymore. Okay. Well, I got all the way back. I got a random page. (laughs) And my random page is the Jeep Jeepster concept. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh? It sounds so. Oh my god. Jeep. You can't do it. You can't do this, Jeep. Not gonna do it. Remember? I can't. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I can't believe you've done this, Jeep. And also Jack. <laughs> The Jeep Jeepster? Is that a real car? It sounds like uh, uh, Automatopeia of you just going beep beep. (laughs) Jeep Jeepster. Now I love it, actually. (laughs) That totally turned me around on it. Uh, It's from 98. It does look like a very 1998 kind of car. So I feel like somebody created this page and copied and pasted a template and then didn't fill in a lot of it. So, like, for instance, the Jeep Jeepster concept is the header, and then under it it says, Mm -hmm. Use the following model template as a foundation for Autopedia's model page. (laughs) Start off with a brief introduction of the particular model. Please do not use the same introduction text from the model review page. You did. Mm -hmm. You did it. Yep. That's what this is. Actually, that would be one step up. They didn't even do that. They have just put in the instructions and not even the concept from the other page. So, I don't know what this is at all. Yep. It's a it's like a the picture looks like some kind of like hatchback station wagon mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with Jeeps. Yeah. And is parked in front of the Parthenon <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> to look fancy. So Jeep um, I also like that the body style is described as how many doors plus how many seats plus what type of body. Yeah, the whole thing is just template. Yes. Uh the picture also is the car parked like three quarters away from the viewer, so you don't get to see what the hood or the headlights look like at all. Get to see, see what that ass do though. Not really the whole thing. It's a very bad picture. Like you couldn't really so, find an angle to get less information about it. So I went to Google, which has more information, and looked up the Jeep Jeepster. This is not a picture of the Jeep Jeepster. <laughs> oh, this is probably the just standard picture yeah. for any template. Okay. No, I think that. So, oh yeah, no, it's not. I looked so up Jeep Jeepster con- cre- concept. Yeah, somebody created a page called Jeep Jeepster concept, pasted in the generic text, yeah, and. Why did they? Why create this page? You had no information about this car. I'm Don't gonna put a pin in it. Come back later. I'm gonna fix it. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna put in the uh, the picture at least. Okay. This is very exciting. Can I, can I edit without being signed up? Like. Uh, <laughs> no, Every can't. time you think you do, and then you find out you were signed in. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, how do you upload pictures? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yeah, it's too difficult. Jeep. Uh, Jeepster concept. <laughs> no. Oh, this is only searching for pictures that are already on the... Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. It's not worth it. Yeah, no one has ever it. come to this page. I need I need <laughs> to. Uh, I also got a random page. I got um, Cisitalia, which is a uh, car... Model? No, manufacturer. Yeah, uh, the name Cisitalia derives from Consorzio Industrial Sportiva Italia. Sure, mm. it does. Oh, I see. C I S Italia. Yep. Um, mm, I like the logo. It's a rampant uh, mm, goat with long horns. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like that the shield is not symmetrical. I think that's cool. That is pretty cool. Um, boy, this is just a big wall of text. <laughs> Yep. I like how at the bottom it says, for the upcoming 1947 season, and I I realize they're speaking in context, but it makes it sound like this website was made in 1946. (laughs) Yeah. That's very good. We're all doing great after the war, especially in Italy. (laughs) Oh, I see. This this company makes uh, Formula One cars, Mm. um, and they got one Grand Prix. (laughs) They did one. Good for them. 
Cool. That's all you need. Grandest pre. Yeah, you only need one, and you're done. You can retire. One and done. It seems like he made several cars. It seems (laughs) like he made several cars. Uh, He used Fiat parts as a base. Uh, and had someone named Dante Gias- Giacosa design a very economical racer, which debuted successfully in 1946. Hmm. If you just assemble other people's parts to make your car... Are you any are better you... than Dr. Frankenstein? Oh. Yes. Where is the ghost of the car stored? In the balls. In, in the truck in nuts. The balls still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why you need to put truck nuts on your car. <laughs> Otherwise oh, it's no, soulless. that was the missing element for Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. That's why he didn't have a soul. Yeah, they forgot to put truck nuts on him. <laughs> oh, staple truck nuts to Frankenstein. <laughs> and it, it gives him a soul, and then he stops <laughs> rampaging. Oh, that's very good. This is the most high-stakes game of pin the tail on the donkey that's ever been played. Pin the nuts on Frankenstein. (laughs) How did we get here? (laughs) This is not my beautiful house. Yes. Uh, This is not my great big automobile. Up until now has been foreshadowing to get us here. (laughs) This is always where we needed to end up. Yep, and always where Uh, we would. what What I was saying is, if you just assemble the parts of other people's cars. Can you really call yourself a car manufacturer? They do, though, is the thing. They they don't call themselves a car manufacturer, like, on the page. They're just saying that they built Formula One racers. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And I guess, like, when we say we cook something from scratch, that doesn't necessarily mean we ground the flour from yeah. wheat yeah. ourselves. Well, I did. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, cool. Can I have some? No. <laughs> Do you think fresh wheat is or fresh flour is better than like store-bought flour flavor-wise? I don't think so. Could I think it... it's like pasta where they say fresh and dried really has no difference between the two. Yeah, I was going to say like could it possibly be better? Is that Could it be <laughs> any more flour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, I'm asking that question. Could it? <laughs> I don't know. I'll never know. Uh, all you those, can try it. All You've those, got a mortar and pestle in a lot of time. <laughs> all those wheat essential oils that you lose after they grind it. I mean, maybe it dries out. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Do you have to dry flour after you grind it? I have so many questions. I think you dry the wheat ahead of time, right? Oh, uh, that makes more sense. Is there oil in wheat? There must be. There must be, but I don't know anything about it. But where does it go? Where does it come from? The balls. The balls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we have to stop. Yeah, we do have to stop. Uh, Anyway, I got a random page, and I have entered it for you, and it is Frank Lockhart. Frank Stallworth Lockhart. uh, Sounds like a character from Murphy Brown. (laughs) Yeah. Was an American automobile racer and an Indianapolis 500 racer, and considered a legend in the sport by many historians. Louisa, Mm? he was an Indianapolis 500 winner. What did I say? Thank you very much. You said racer. Yes. Uh, he had nine AAA wins and no. two vice championships in two years. Good for him. Don't steal his valor. Yes. He died... Hold on. Did he die extremely young? It says 1903 to 1928. Was that his years active, or did he die in 28? Uh, uh, it says that... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, good question. I'm assuming, because it doesn't mention him dying... It says he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1999, but that doesn't have you don't have to be alive to do that. Oh, here we go. He absolutely did die in a car crash. Uh, On Lockhart's return past the Blackhawk special, cut a tire, probably a seashell. He was trying to set a land speed record. Uh, It went out of control and tumbled violently across the sand, throwing Lockhart from the car and killing him instantly. Yep, you reap what you sow. 
I usually enjoy in uh, like a shit post on social media, killing him instantly because I think it's very funny. But here, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's not Although, as good. Although, <laughs> if you're gonna be killed instantly, is the only way. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's what you want, right? Uh, I think die instantly. Like, uh, read this to die instantly is a pretty good <laughs> thing to see. That is true. So, was he like twenty five? That's pretty depressing. Yeah, but also. Uh, this tweet I'm about to send you kind of summarizes my feelings about it, and I feel a little too bad to read it out loud, but I want you to both read it. <laughs> no, I don't like this, because then the <laughs> listener won't know anything about it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what? You better okay. read it out loud. Me? I mean, no, yeah, I guess. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, are you trying to imply that, um... That it's his fault no that he should... died in a car crash? A little bit. That no one should race cars. Yeah. No one should race cars. No one should yeah, race cars. Yeah. You don't need to do that. It's, it's fine. It's a fine hobby as long as you accept that it's a little risky. I guess so. Yeah. But, like, you could... It's not as bad as, like, like hunting as a hobby. That's true. Yeah. I do like... It just mentions quickly about a type of car that he raced. Uh, it says he began his career in Frontenac prepared Fords, which are then <laughs> apparently called Fronty Fords. Mm. <laughs> I just like that. Are you guys going to vote for Fronty Ford in the uh, 2020 election? Oh, God, yeah. there's so many people running. <laughs> <laughs> he just came in, but he's got some real good ideas to shake things up. Yep. He's going to take all of our tax money and give it directly to uh, Joe Camel. And and a big oil rig. I do want to know what would happen if a president ran on the campaign of putting all of the gold that we could get our hands on in a rocket ship and shooting it into the sun. <laughs> Why? Because uh, fuck it. They elected Lex Luthor president in the DC comics. <laughs> oh, but he surely did not fire gold into the sun. He saved it secretly somewhere and told people that he fired into the sun, right? No, he fired kryptonite into the sun so that Superman's greatest strength would also be his greatest weakness. Did it work? Uh, no, I made that up. But now I have a good idea for when I write a Superman story. (laughs) Trademark, trademark. writing these comics. (laughs) Oh, you should be. Uh, no, I won't. Okay. Um, We done talking about cars? If if somebody shot all of the money on Earth into the sun, do you think we would be... (laughs) better off. We have this problem with our D&D game, and no, yeah. because people just start using something else's money instead, because people yeah. are terrible. Yeah, but it's like a big global reset, and we'd all be like, okay, well now we know we shouldn't trade seashells with those fuckos who kept fucking up our planet earlier. I don't think it'll work out the way you <laughs> intended to. <laughs> what if What if the new currency we came up with was uh, blood stolen from billionaires? <laughs> Mm. Does it have to be billionaire blood? Does it have to be DNA yes. tested before you trade it? Yes. No, you, like, you have to film yourself <laughs> taking it from the billionaire. We've invented yeah, a You could new... be like, hey, give me give me 20 BBs for this candy bar. Shut up and, and give me all your the... blood. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> now billionaires are just being kept somewhere as blood farms, and we've invented something even more convoluted than Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. for currency. Yes. You That's got really it. What if you created a cryptocurrency called billionaire blood? That's pretty good. What if it you, is extremely good. What if you invented a strain of weed called billionaire blood? Ooh, hot. You got some chocolate in my peanut butter, and I got some peanut butter in your chocolate. We do both. It's a cryptocurrency, but the tangible version of it is weed. 
Guys, do you think we oh, should wait, grow? I just described all cryptocurrency. <laughs> do you think we should move to a state that has legal growing your own weed and grow weed? Because I think we'd be good at it. I think we would be extremely good at it. I also think that the people who would want to buy weed from us are our least favorite kind of people. That's fine. We get a middleman. We support the economy. <laughs> yeah, thought- we're just growing it. We don't have to actually talk to anyone. We're just the the Jesse Pinkman and now you guys uh, are just other talking guy. about becoming farmers. Walter White. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's what we'll what do. What if we just went and grow carrots instead? No, no like, one's gonna. Nobody let us wants name- carrots. No one's gonna let us name carrots. Fanciful name. And then oh, I see. Oh, yeah, you're out. only in it for the fancy names. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. That's what I Is know that about what you. you're bringing to the table in this uh, partnership, Louisa? Yeah, I would also draw labels for them. <laughs> With okay. the cool graphics like the side of a van in the 70s. It'd be great. I do wonder, I've always kind of wanted to have, if I could ever afford a house, which will never happen because we're all going to die before that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could ever afford a house, I've always kind of wanted to have, like, a house on a little bit of land to do, like, just... Have a weed pers- farm? Sure. Personal farming. Mm, but personal like, farming, wink. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be kind of funny to also have a patch to grow weed and sell it to a dispensary or whatever. Because I don't smoke weed at all, and I have no interest in doing so. Yeah. So I would never be tempted to get high on my own supplies. Which I've heard is bad. Very good. Yes. Mm. Which is exactly the opposite of the problem I have with vegetables, because, like, when I grow tomatoes, I eat those little tomatoes yeah, you, before they're quite ready. You get extremely high on your own supply of tomatoes. That's I why absolutely what do. you need to do is, you need to do what I do, which is only grow vegetables you hate. <laughs> Guys, I finally figured out how to add the picture of the Jeep Jeepster to the Jeep Ooh. Jeepster concept page. Did you do it? Is it on there Yeah, now? it's on. Well, I have to click save page first. Now okay. it okay, should be now. on there. It is. I see it. Oh, it's hideous. It's very Jeffy's good. contributed to the world. This Perfect. Uh, all I did was add that picture and replace how many doors with two doors. Because <laughs> that's all I know about this car. It's true. Uh, this is a very wide-bodied car. I guess it's for high speed so you don't tip over. I think it's real weird looking. I like it. It is weird. It's like if a sports car was a bad Jeep. Yes. Looks like a dune buggy. It looks like speed buggy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, it does. It looks like that when that kid turned into a car when he ate spicy food. Turbo Teen? <laughs> yeah. Why okay. did we know yes. that? Yeah, it does look a little like Turbo Teen, but no, it doesn't. Oh, wait, no. Turbo Teen turned into a uh, race car. Yeah. Who's the one that turned into... Oh, no, I guess it was just... Wait, was there a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where a car helped people solve crimes? Yeah, speed buggy. buggy. That's oh, what I yeah, said. Is that okay? I thought that was just a kind of car. That was a cartoon. Yeah, it was a cartoon. It was a Scooby Doo ripoff, but instead of a talking dog, it's a talking dune buggy. Yeah, that's right. It is. Yes, what? this is what I was thinking. How of, did and this is stupid as hell? <laughs> How did that idea sustain so many ripoffs? Because Jabberjaw was also just a ripoff of yeah. Scooby Doo. Oh yeah. So I mean, the banana splits was that. Except, <laughs> what if all of them were animals? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I wonder if there's a list of Scooby Doo ripoffs somewhere. There were so oh, many. Man, I hope we get that wiki sometime. <laughs> Scooby Doo whip rick ripoff wiki. Oh, oh man, that's it's the new uh, she sells seashells. Yes. Uh, what was Grape Ape about? Did they solve crime in that? Or was just a big <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it was a comedy of manners <laughs> about being a giant ape who yep. smashes through buildings. Okay. Yeah. 
Josie says, and the oh, Pussycats, was that a ripoff of... No, Josie and the Pussycats predates, uh, predates Scooby-Doo by quite a bit. Yeah. It was a spinoff of Archie, though. Yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids? Oh, no! <laughs> Why? Why would they do this? Uh, this is a cartoon? They oh. did do a, a re a reimagining of Josie and the Pussycats as a Scooby-Doo-style Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> yes. Um, why? Yes, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm done. Uh, then they did Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space. Funky Phantom, that's one of them. Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I remember that one. I remember that too, yeah. Hey, on this page, when I looked up Speed Buggy, it said people also ask, what kind of car is Speed Buggy? And the answer mm-hmm. it gave me is a Volkswagen Beetle. That doesn't sound what? Does it? That's, not That's true. absolutely not true. For sure. <laughs> yeah. He's Very a true. children's toy car. Yeah. How come there aren't any new ripoffs of Scooby-Doo? Why were they all in bands? The Scooby gang was not in a band. I genuinely think that Hanna-Barbera, the people who are doing it, were in their, like, 40s, and they were like, well, what do kids do? I guess they form bands. (laughs) Well, I think it's the fact that the Archies actually had a hit song, even though they weren't a real band, Mm. that made everyone after that go, oh, maybe we can also have a hit song. (laughs) A good way to get rich is to have your fictional teens (laughs) be in a band. So these people were all just (laughs) combining the Archies with Scooby-Doo. Yes. Hey, the Funky Phantom is making me angry. (laughs) I forgot about it, and I'm looking at a picture of it now, and I'm I forgot about the most egregious of the Scooby-Doo knockoffs, Goober and the Ghost Chasers. There's just, it's just a green dog who looks so high, and they're, they fight ghosts in (laughs) bell-bottoms. Christ. I mean, this, this is very similar to my feelings about all the wikis we go to, which is, Scooby-Doo was already around, you didn't even do anything different, you're just doing this, you just copy-pasted Scooby-Doo into your cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the time there was no idea of what kids might actually want, and there didn't seem worth trying to figure that out, so if someone else accidentally found something kids like, you just had to copy it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Clue Club, there's another one. Oh, this is one they have two dogs. And and a dune buggy. But I don't <laughs> oh, think no. I don't think the dune buggy talks. Do they have a big cowardly shark friend also? Uh <laughs> yeah, weirdly. <laughs> it just didn't come up a lot in the show. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. How yeah, horrible. horrible. Oh god. This all sucks. This all sucks so bad. It yep. really does. What is Fang Face? Is he a werewolf? Uh, mm, probably. I don't know that one. Hey, remember last week when we went to a Doctor Who wiki but only talked about He-Man? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like we're kind of doing the same thing. Again. Yeah, well, that's fine. I know, it's fine. Oh, man, do you remember the, the cartoon of The Thing? No. Where it was a little kid who turned into The Thing when he smashed his Thing rings together? <laughs> no. Can, I just talk, can we just talk about how we did the exact same thing backwards that I did at the beginning of the episode? where you said a cartoon version of the thing and I thought it was the horror movie <laughs> so character. Uh, no, they, I, I remember the story behind this now. They wanted to do a Fantastic Four cartoon but they didn't want to have the Human Torch because he's just the person who lights himself on fire. Yeah, that's not a good one. Not good for kids. Uh, they did eventually do one where instead of the Human Torch, they're friends with a robot, but they also just had this thing cartoon that's unrelated to uh, Ben Grimm in any way. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember watching that quite a bit when I was a kid and trying to figure out when it would connect to the rest of the Fantastic Four. Nope, it's just a little kid who's like, thing ring, do your thing, and then he turns into the thing. I genuinely thought that it was supposed to be giving us backstory on Ben Grimm before he became the thing. (laughs) That would be too sad, wouldn't it, if you found out more about his human life and then he became this horrible monster? I mean, I would like it to be... I think it would be an actually pretty cool superhero story arc if there was a hero who had the ability to transform into, like, a Shazam-style hero, but the more he used it, the harder it was to turn back, and eventually he got stuck. That'd be quite sad and a good storyline. That sounds familiar. I feel like a lot of it's things. It's very do that. similar. It's very similar to uh, the character of Monster Girl in oh, the Invincible yeah. comics, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the best story, like side stories in that comic series. They did something similar with Thor. When Thor was a lady, the lady that Thor was had cancer, uh, and every time she transformed into Thor, it took all of the. Um, uh, radiation treatment out of her body. No, no. So, like, she would have to be like, oh, God, I, like, have to wait at least a couple hours before I become Thor, but there's an emergency in Asgard right now. That sounds way too depressing for a superhero story. It was good. Why doesn't turning into Thor take all of the cancer out of your body? <laughs> that would be nice, huh? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> there's probably some reason for it that I don't remember. Uh, she also absolutely would not let them just cure it with Asgard magic, which I think is always stupid in stories like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's very weird. It's not like, oh, uh, no, actually, my uh, personal brain chemistry is part of me. Like, the cancer's not something you want to be part of you, though. Yeah. But I, th- the character of Thor is exactly the kind of stupid idiot who would be like, <laughs> I can't back down from fighting cancer. I need to beat it with my hammer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, like, the... What, why is anybody in a superhero comic, why, why do they use, like, wheelchairs or canes to get around when there's guys who can just make robot legs out of nanomachines? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna use a, a, a device to help you, why not use the best one available when you're friends with Iron Man? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. This gets into heavy philosophical. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the justification they always do is like, well, I'm not going to take Batman's robo legs for me unless everyone has access to it. But like, Batman has a trillion <laughs> billion dollars. He could just be like, okay, I'll make yeah. those for everybody then, <laughs> for well, free. You can put pressure. You can put pressure on Batman by taking those robot legs, appearing in public, and being like, look at these great robot legs that <laughs> Batman helped me get. Yeah, Bruce Wayne gave <laughs> these to me, and he said that he could equip everyone with them, but he doesn't want to because he wants you all to <laughs> suffer. Did Matt drop off the call? Because <laughs> I'm thinking that's what happened. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he's not talking. Yeah. Must be what happened. Whatever, it's the end of the show. Mm, I feel like we can't end the show without him, though. Let's just start ending. <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Okay, well, thank you for listening to the show, everyone. Uh, mm. We're always... Uh, then he says some stuff where he lies about how we're growing, uh, and how we want to continue to grow. We've had the same amount of listeners from episode one to episode 200. It's never changed and never will. No, no just, you stop it. Uh, uh, testing, testing. I'm looking at stuff on this funky phantom page, and it's pretty interesting what they've decided people need links to, because there's a link, there's a circus caper, and there's a link to the word gorilla. <laughs> you don't know what a gorilla is? Extremely good. Now. 
Oh, is that Matt? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I could you hear you guys talking right. about me and how oh. you didn't know how to end the show. I just... So, anyway. <laughs> You're trapped in us. a prison of your own design. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, if you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes, and please tell your friends about it. We are always growing. Uh, we are getting bigger every single week, week <laughs> over week. We get, get a bigger audience every single time, and it's not the same people that have been listening since the beginning. Yep. Uh, also, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can get into our Discord where you can talk to us directly. Uh, if you want to invite to the Discord, direct messages. I'm on Mastodon, at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. Uh, I'm seeing some of you skipped episode number 53, so I'm going to need you to go back and download that. Which one Thanks. is that? Uh, I don't remember. Let me look at my notes. Isn't that a uh, Sigma one? Storm 2. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, I am also on Mastodon, mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can follow me on Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. Um, and you can be friends with me. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you can be friends with me if you follow me on Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone for coming out. Please come back next time. Uh, but in the meantime, I am a hacker and this is my manifesto. I'm not a hacker, but I can only tell lies. Mm, it's always different, but you know what? <laughs> it's never good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.